This is Let's Talk Business with your hosts, Mark Ebinger and Heather Bain. Now, here's Mark. Welcome to Let's Talk Business, a show that talks entrepreneurship with some of the best businesses in the San Antonio area. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk with Imad Gurgis, the owner of Simply Bookkeeping, a company that specializes or helps business owners understand more about their finances and the projection of their growth. Imad, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Mark. Pleasure to always be here. Yeah, you're here. I don't know. It seems like you see every couple of weeks uh, on the show, but it is just once a month that you're coming on, right? Seems like I, either that or the months are just going by a little fast. I think and that's Mod's what it is. just wow. everywhere. That's the thing. If you talk to anybody, they're like, oh, yeah, Imad, the bookkeeper. They know well, he's so he's photogenic. Just, I mean, yeah, now I see why I'm not invited but every quarter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, calm down, Morris. <laughs> You're so photogenic. All right. <laughs> We're also going to talk with Morris McRae, the president of Maids on a Mission, residential cleaning company here in San Antonio area. Mor- uh, Morris, welcome back to the show. Thank you. I haven't seen you back. since uh, we were on KTSA. That's right. Back yeah, in the day. It's been a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like your new digs here. It's yeah, thanks. Awesome. Man. You're like, he's one of the OGs, right? If you were on when we were at wow. KTSC, you're part of the original guys. Oh, man, I squeaked him right under the wire group. there. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, and, and uh, of course, Heather, she was a regular there all the time, too. Yeah. All right, and speaking of Heather, in studio with us today is Heather Baim, a certified business coach that works with business owners to gain clarity in their business and achieve their goals. Heather, welcome back to the show. Always great to be here. Yeah, she's my business coach. Talk Every week business. we meet, she gives me a whole bunch of assignments. I know I'm just <laughs> She'd, actually, that whole thing about working with business owners to gain clarity is absolutely true. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we're so busy, like, forcing our way through stuff, right, the tip of the spear, that sometimes we just need to take a second, let's look at things, and is this really a good direction that we need to go? So, yeah. Heather, I appreciate that every oh, week. Thanks. Yeah. And I think the big thing is we never, we never have action items that you do. It's always what, what can we have your people do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, she that's she learned that, that with me really quick. Oh, it's oh, yeah. like, uh, don't give me yeah. homework. Uh, it's for my team. How can we delegate it out? <laughs> yeah. There's your delegating thing right there. It just doesn't there. happen, right? Yeah, I'm That's the, the thing. I'm the idea We're guy. Busy. Don't ask me to implement it. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. I mean, seriously. Yeah, 100%. I was, in fact, I was saying almost those exact words this morning, right? I still cross words with my wife every once in a while on that, too, because it's like, you know, this, you know, she's asking me. I'm like, I don't do follow-up. I, I, I didn't get into business to do follow-up. Mm. Is, that, is that a bad thing to say? Well, no, and I think that's the thing. People think that it's bad, and so they fight it, and they're like, I will do follow-up now. I will do this thing. And then somehow it just keeps not happening, and mm. they see it as a failure. And instead of seeing it as a failure, we just need to put a different lens on it and be like, okay, you're not going to do it. Let's just figure out how we can make it happen in your business. And what's great is we're business owners. We can hire people to do that. It gives them a job. It gives them a way to contribute, and it makes sure it actually happens because it is necessary. Yeah, I tell Very you true. what. Yeah, and automation. I mean, automation is such a big mm-hmm. part of follow up now. You know, you don't have to call them. You can text them. You can email mm-hmm. them. There can be communication without you picking up a call. Yeah. yeah, a lot of businesses are doing that with, "Hey, we're on the way." You know, "Hey, leave us our five star Google review." I mean, yeah. whatever the deal is, there's a lot of automation going on that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. I actually avoid automation as much as possible. I use that again the the outsourcing from the Philippines is just oh, a great way for me to provide good human customer service and uh, at a very affordable rate. So that's kind of how I I run with that so far anyway. But automation is definitely a good thing. I love getting the text saying, "Hey, we're on the way." Well, we mm-hmm. don't need a human to do that, right? I mean, that's a great automation part. Oh yeah. All right, so let me introduce myself. I'm your host, Mark Evans, the owner of Krukus Marketing Agency, a company that specializes in giving small businesses a competitive edge by hiring lead generation and administrative experts from the Philippines for as little as $7 an hour. Um, I had a team meeting this morning um, 
and I think we had 16 of us on the, the, the meeting and there were some that weren't, weren't there for other reasons, but it's like the team has grown fast wow, yeah. just since August. 16. And, 16 and how fast people. you've grown too, especially with delegating has been pretty incredible. Yeah, I know. Right. Yeah. I think I'm addicted to delegating now. It's, <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It compounds too. Like you have one employee and then all of a sudden you have two and then you have four and then you have eight. Yeah. And it just well, grows so fast. To Morris's point, I mean, it, we're the idea guys. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're, we're – I love to think of stuff that can help my business get to the next level. And now that I've figured out this outsourcing piece of it where I can start delegating these to things, then I have these little project groups going on right. so that my ideas are executed in a very, very good way and everything moves forward rather than just looking like a cluster of things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it's so easy to get into that point. So it's great that you figured out a system and leverage to do that. Yeah, and figuring it out all the time, right, as we oh, add yeah. more And cost-effectively, it sounds mm-hmm. like, too. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, very, very budget. I mean, I, I'm just a regular guy. I, I don't – I didn't come – I wasn't born with money. I don't have any – I mean, I'm scrapping hard, right? I retired from the police department, but that's only sixty grand a year mm-hmm. after 24 years. That's not enough to live on, at least comfortably, right? right. So it's, it's all about how could I do this do efficiently – so that I can keep my sanity as I'm moving forward. So, yeah, that was a big deal for me. A quick reminder for our listeners, you can catch video and podcast versions of the, of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. And if you're a business owner in the San Antonio area and like to have your company featured on the show, visit our website at satalkradio.com, or you can call our office at 210-960-8210. That's 210-960-8210. And one of my administrative virtual assistants will answer the phone and get you all hooked up. All right, so there's this story that I've heard. I caught it on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know if anybody, <laughs> you guys watch that or no? I haven't watched it. I've heard of it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he's a fun guy, right? I mean, he's got the voice for the MMA fighting and stuff, the UFC stuff. I, I was into that quite a bit as a cop, especially when I was taking jujitsu. It was just a, a, kind of a culture area that I was hanging in. But there was a story I heard that I think is very, was a very cool story, first off, because it challenges the thinking, but then it also applies to the business world. So... Um, do you know the story I'm talking about, Heather? I've actually not read this story, so I was just reading it in our show notes. All I was right, like, cool. man. Mark's All right, let me gotta... go through it because this is going to be a little clip for social <laughs> media, right, for my team to go. <laughs> All right. Okay, so it's called the Chinese Farmer Story. All right, so there was once a widowed Chinese farmer. The farmer and his only son um, worked the farm, right, and they had mm-hmm. just one horse that they worked the farm with. One day, the son didn't lock the gate of the stable, and the horse took off and was lost, right? So when neighbors heard what happened, they came to the farmer and said, you know, what a sadness this is for you. Without a horse, you'll be unable to maintain the farm. What a failure that your son did not lock the gate properly. And his response, maybe, maybe not, right? The next day, the missing horse returns to the farmer's stable, bringing along with it six wild horses. Mm -hmm. The farmer's son secured all of them in the stable, right? And his neighbors came to him once they learned what happened. They said, what a happiness this brings. With seven horses, you'll be able to maintain the farm with three of them and sell the rest for huge profits. What a blessing that is for you. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. The next day, the farmer's son was breaking in one of the wild horses and was thrown from the horse and broke his leg. When the neighbors learned what had happened, they came to the farmer and said, what a great sadness this is. Now you'll be unable to count on your son's help and may lose the farm. What a tragedy. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. Well, the next day, a general from the Chinese army arrived to conscript all of the young men in the village into the army to go fight on the front lines against an overwhelming enemy. But the farmer's son was not able to be taken because he had a broken leg. 
So the neighbors learned what happened. They came to the farmer and they said, what a great joy. Your son avoided facing certain death. What a blessing that is for you. And the farmer said, maybe, maybe not. So it's this thing that as entrepreneurs, we are constantly facing adversity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you guys been camping before? Uh, you've been done anything hard and it was just turned out to be a complete mess, right? Yeah, but you did course. it with your family. And I'll bet you that you remember the good times of what that was. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you always remember the hard times. When things go wrong, those are the most memorable. But then those are the things you can laugh about, you know, when you're sitting around the uh, Thanksgiving table as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I kind of get that. Yeah, See, remember when. For me, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of the high highs and the low lows. Right. And it's so easy when you're in business, you get a big account or a big sale and you're like, I'm on top of the world. I am a genius at business. And then like five bad things happen in a row and you're like, I'm a failure. I What am I doing? I need to go back to my nine to five. And getting to that point where you can be the maybe, maybe not, that even keeled the, yes, the highs are great, but you're not like ecstatic soaring and the lows are really bad, but you're not severely depressed. I mean, that's where we're all kind of fighting to get to. It's is, the bipolar mentality of yeah. entrepreneurship. Well, <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Imad, what is your takeaway on the story? Um, I think that it's incredible. So either way, the the farmer the farmer himself, he never gave up. He never quit. He just kept moving forward. That's mm-hmm. you, by That's, the way. Very steady. Yep. Nothing is going to sway him left or right. There's going to be goods. There's going to be bads. Um, you just keep moving forward and one step after the other. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I like there's many different aspects of it, but let me focus on a slightly different angle, and that's the neighbors. Yep. Oh. <laughs> so the neighbors, right? You guys have heard the, the story of Job, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it was all this, you know, all whatever. But Job is much like the, the Chinese farmer in his story in that he's not going to curse God. He's just going to, even his own family, right? It was, But he just kind of kept on going, right? And kept the, kept the faith of what was going on. But it's these neighbors who are quick to jump in and say, oh, what a tragedy this is for you. You're going to fail at everything. Your son's a failure. You're going to fail. It's like, hang on. As everybody just calm down, right? Mm-hmm. This is and in a business life. It can be the same way. The family can jump on you or, you know, your friends and family can be quick to want to label you as a failure or a success. And it's just really not about that. It's about I, I know where I'm going and I'm getting there each and every day. Exactly. Kind of a cool story, right? I love it. Yeah, yeah. me too. Mm-hmm. He I had think the it's... end in mind, and then he just kept moving towards it. Yeah. I, I wish I was more like that farmer, honestly. <laughs> uh, you know, after that first one, I, I don't know that I would have been so stoic about maybe, maybe not about losing my horse, mm-hmm. right? But uh, but then you have the ecstatic, oh, man, look at the uh, manna from heaven that came back. So I think I would experience in my younger years, that real roller coaster. But the more mature you become both in, as an individual and as a business owner, you know, hey, you just got to roll with the punches and don't let it get you down. Well, I think this is where having wisdom in your circle is important, mm-hmm. right? So like, it's not, we're not focusing on the son and what the son thinks about it. We're focusing on the father who has a bit more wisdom than the son, right? So the son might be experiencing what you're talking about. Um, but the dad is more there to just say, okay, I've experienced a little bit of life. It's not the end of the road. Right. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, well, and I think, like, 
Yeah, his reply was maybe, maybe not, but I think we still all go through the ups and downs. <laughs> and it's different to react to it privately and then come back at the face game and be like, you know what, I'm going to keep pushing through. You can be at home being like, oh my gosh, like this is all going wrong. But then you step back out of the house and you say, all right, you know, can't change it. Got to keep moving. Yep. What and are you going to do about it? You know what I mean? Yep. And that's the thing. That's too. exactly right. All right. So first up on the show is Imad Gurgis, the owner of Simply Bookkeeping, a company that helps business owners understand more about their finances and the projection of their growth. Imad, welcome back to the show. Thanks again, Mark. Always a pleasure. Yeah, I actually got that intro right that time, I think. All right. All right. So, um, you know, <laughs> slow seasons. I know we mentioned this a little bit before. Um, so what kind of things should business owners really be focusing on as they are, you know, they know a slow season is coming? Mm-hmm. or they're planning for it six months from now or whatever. But like, what's the mindset there and what are the action steps that they really need to kind of focus on? So I would say taking it from the beginning. So for a lot of businesses, some have high seasons, some have low seasons, um, but it's it's really good to identify when those seasons are, right? Uh, after identifying them, it's always good to understand when to strategize and when to grow and when to market, right? So let's start with marketing because I know you're a marketing specialist, Mark. When is the perfect time to market? All the time. All the time. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then what's the best time to strategize? Is it during your high season or your low season? Well, I would say during the low season, you're going to have more time for strategy. And when it comes to developing something for implementation, that's probably a better. Absolutely okay. right. Yep. During So during your high season, you want to work on growing, 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 collecting some uh, additional funds or resources or whatever the case may be. So during the, your slow seasons, you're not having to stress so much, are we going to make it? Meanwhile, you can actually focus on, okay, this is how I'm going to forecast and plan for my next high season. That way we can be as efficient and strong as possible. That way we can keep growing and move on to that next following year. So that's kind of the mindset there between high seasons, low seasons, and how to budget for it. Another aspect for it too is how to budget. So Let's say you've got six months out of the year where your your uh, revenue is a little bit higher than than the other six months. You want to plan to see, okay, what is the minimal amount that I need to make it during the high seasons? That way, during the lo- slow seasons, I have enough to get me through it as well and not struggle or go out of business because that's what a lot of business owners uh, get into is they're doing great, they're doing great, and then one slow season puts them out of commission. And that's how we want to kind of plan for that. Make I think sure we that saw that happen. a lot in 2020, especially, especially the restaurant industry. <clears throat> oh, Those yeah. restaurants yeah. that have been around forever. and That's they were a doing freak great. thing, though, that happened, right? I mean, that's the oh, 2020. Yeah. I mean, but when it comes to the slow seasons, I would just ask this. Can't we thrive in the slow season as well? Absolutely. I mean, when Morris, when we were talking yeah. earlier, it, it sounded like you had some ideas on maybe things that you would do, some tweaks that you would make, or maybe a pivot of some kind for the slow season. What were your thoughts there? Um, Well, during the slow season, what we have to do is look at what are we going to sell differently. In our high season, what we're wanting are recurring clients. We love that recurring revenue that comes in. We know it's there. We know how to plan. But in the summertime, that goes out the window. People are not wanting recurring service. They're going out on vacations. They're on cruises. Heck, they're they're gone for months. So we can't count on that. So then what we have to do is market 
for a different level of service. And in this case, move in, move outs. Why are people moving in or moving out? Well, it's the moving season for families, our prime customer base, because they're wanting to start kids in a different school district. Maybe they were transferred. This is when they start moving. So we market to that particular segment rather than to the busy parents, uh, you know, sure. that want that That's recurring business pivot. every time. And yeah. the thing is, it happens every year. How far in advance do you start marketing that? Um, we probably market that just in time, actually, because, <laughs> uh, and I'm serious, yeah, because people. what we do is we try to turn the spigot on and then we can turn it off specifically to what we're looking for, you know, within the next, that day, that week, that month. It could be that granular uh, okay. with the way marketing is these days. Sure. And Imad, when you're talking to your customers uh, or your clients, right? Yep. Um, and when it co- is this the kind of stuff that you're getting into or you just help them realize, hey, this is where your curves are. Or this is where your ups and downs are so that that helps them with clarity. Or do you actually help them maybe generate ideas? Do you send them over to Heather for coaching? I mean, how do you handle those kind of issues? So absolutely. I think I think uh for, for foremost, everyone should have a, a business coach. Yeah. It's specifically for that reason. Why? Because not only will a bookkeeper work with the coach, but together combined, then we can really help those ideas come to that business owner. So by identifying which seasons they are and how far behind or how much we have to strategize, then the business coaching kind of come in and say, okay, what other ideas in your industry or can you work with, kind of like Morris was saying, can it work for you as a business owner to where during your slow seasons, your employees still have enough work to stay on, but still maintaining and sustaining and then still trying to grow and strategize. So let's talk about your team for just a second. So sure. I, I don't think I even realized that you were connected like that and that when you're helping somebody, you know, I know you network a lot, mm-hmm. right? But this idea that you can make recommendations to your clients about, hey, let's talk with so-and-so or let's do this uh, let's bring in somebody else an expert in the field that can help you gain even more clarity than i'm already giving you right right that's a really cool thing I, that's really thinking about accounting right bookkeeping at a whole different level yeah yeah i mean it's at the end our, our passion is helping the business owner yeah yes we do take it from a in a financial perspective or uh you know angle but at the end of the day we want them to thrive as well because not only does it help us, it also helps society and it helps them as well. So everyone benefits. So going, approaching a client and saying, uh, I'm just going to do your bookkeeping, that's it. That's the wrong approach. It's that's more very so, limited. I want to help you become as successful as you can. And if I have resources, let's say, for, like, for example, Heather, she's a fantastic resource. Then not only can I go in and and provide just, uh, you know, bookkeeping and then financial advice, but then I can bring in... Uh, Heather's expertise, and that'll help them excel to a whole nother level. Right. Within the context of your service, uh, that's really a whole other level of bookkeeping, man. I yeah. mean, congratulations on yeah. doing that. I think that's super cool. Yeah, I, it may absolutely. seem like a no-brainer to you, but it wasn't a no-brainer for me in, in what you're doing. Really? Well, so, And I think that's, especially when you care about the customers and you like it. actually yep. want them to grow, it's very easy to start helping them with the thing that they hired you to do and then that thing expands out until you look up and you're like, oh, well, I'm also, 
your like business coach and your bookkeeper and like maybe we, like we're doing your accounting and like I'm not a CPA, but like right. you should really do this for your taxes. It can expound because you know the answers, right? And you want to give them that tool to succeed. And the thing is when Ahmad says it, it makes so much sense. It It's so cut and dry, but we find over and over again business owners not doing that naturally. And it sounds so simple. What are some of the things that keep them from just doing this without you? Mm-hmm. It's uh, clarify a little bit more. They hate numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, <laughs> when, when Ahmad says it, it sounds so simple, right? It's like just identify your busy season, identify your slow season. What is your bare minimum to survive in the slow season? Budget for it. Like, well, and then plan well, for more growth. That's what I'm, plan I'm like. For more but growth. I think like a marketing guy, I'm like, yeah. well, what else can we do here, right? Yeah. That's kind of how I approach it. And I, I think the planning part's the best part because then you're you're kind of configuring your team to be more efficient, more productive, more uh, uh, beneficial and, and cost effective too. So not some people think, okay, you know, maybe our revenue isn't necessarily increasing, but then you've got to think, okay, what about your bo- bottom line as mm-hmm. well? Maybe right. your bottom line is increasing. That in itself is also an increase mm-hmm. in yep. strategizing. How do we become more efficient? Maybe uh, you as the business owner were spending, you know, five or six hours of work a day or 12, uh, and now it got cut down in half. That's also a way of increasing as well. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's how you think about it because now it gives you more ability and time to go out and market more or make more connections or network. Cool. So it's it's how to benefit in other ways and resources. All right, we're going to have to leave it there, Imad. If folks want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Absolutely. So best way to give us is a call at 832-518-9368, or you can shoot us an email uh, directly to myself at emad at simply bookkeeping, simply with an I, bookkeeping is spelled two O's, two K's, two E's. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Next up on the show is Morris McRae, the president of Maids on a Mission, a residential cleaning company here in San Antonio area. Morris, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. So uh, tell me a little bit about labor numbers. Labor numbers. Um, In terms of... Yeah, well, so how... What? I'm sorry. That was a note I I put down there. Labor numbers. Um, (laughs) Well, I I can tell you about labor in this business a little bit, you know, because that's probably one of our biggest pain points, but it's also, you know, potentially our strongest um, asset, Mm -hmm. right, is who we hire. Because who we hire is really the face of Maids on a Mission. It's not Morris, okay? So that's what we have to look at is we have to see how can we attract market to our, you know, perfect not only customer avatar, but our employee avatar. And mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing, I think, in this business that makes it exciting. It makes it a roller coaster. You know, sometimes it's a, it's a real ride in that you have to be able to, uh, you know, get the labor in to be able to grow your business and do it, you know, in a, in a steady pace, even though you are going through these, you know, ups and downs in terms of your business cycle. Well, how do you handle the slow season uh, with respect to your employees? Do you like, uh, do they go on like a hiatus of some kind? Do you cut their hours? How do you deal with that as a business owner? I, I recommend or I suggest if you want to take time off, now is the time to do it, you know, in between like June and August. Kind of like teachers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because I'm a former teacher, right? Yeah. So that's that's perfect for me. 
And so we do encourage that. But the, the other thing that you can do is what I was telling you is we can pivot to a different service market. And so, and, and I even sent out a, uh, a blast message to them all saying, hey, look, it's the summer season's coming up. It's going to get hot. And we're going to get a whole lot more of these more strenuous cleans of moving in and moving out where these people, you know, they're just trying to get their deposit back. They may not have cleaned a thing in the last three years, and it's hard work. So, you know, let's let's hitch it up. Let's get ready to go. And we're going to try to get as many of those as we can to fill your schedule. Well, that's a, so that brings a point. Where do you get these customers? Where are you marketing uh, where's the referrals coming from? Good question. Um, so I would say the majority of our customers today come from Google marketing in one way or another. Uh, we're trying to get into Facebook, but haven't done, really done that yet. But, um, you know, I would say our local SEO has been great for us because it has really gotten us up into that three-pack, into a lot of the search terms that people are looking for. And... Uh, we just got our 300th Google review. So Congratulations! That's awesome, that. and, and that your reviews alone, are really good. That yes, and, and because we hire great people, you know, it always goes back to them. But you know, once you get to that level of social proof, yeah, then what you can do is turn on this thing called Google Local. When I was talking about mm-hmm. turning the spigot on and off, yeah. Google Local, I can say, okay, let's turn that baby on. That puts you at the top of the search. Depending on what your how much you you know spend, oh, which yeah. we'll go and spend for it. But then what they do is they see maids on a mission, you know, three hundred reviews, four point nine stars, and they go, "Wow, can it get any better than that?" Let's mm-hmm. click on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's that, a lot of social proof. You know what's interesting about the social proof thing is that people want to wait or they want to do it and they expect immediate social proof, and it's like. You're talking about building, uh, first of all, establishing relevance, but then also building that trust factor. It doesn't happen overnight. No. Yeah. And, and we started this business, it'll be four years in August. So I think getting 300 you know, within that time frame has deal. been wow, yeah. impressive for the people, yeah. honestly, that we hire. And, and we, you know, we go, we're very deliberate in how we try to get reviews as well, let's be honest. Good. But uh, with being that deliberate. being said, you know, when we first started, you know, we saw all these companies. They've been here for 35 years. I've been here for not even three months. Uh, you know, they have these 200 and some odd reviews. I have zero. How am I ever going to compete? How long is it going to take for me to compete? And and I just knew intuitively that we had to get as many great reviews as we could as soon as we can and not get the bad ones. Because when you're first starting, that's the death knell, mm-hmm. right? So we had to keep those good times rolling, rolling, rolling. And well, well um, done. I think that's and fantastic. That's, and now we have the second most Google reviews of any residential cleaning company in uh, San Antonio area, but we have the most five star of any. That's and that's within four years. And I think that speaks to your customer loyalty as well, because it's a lot easier to leave a bad review than it is to leave a good review. You're like, oh, I'll go leave a review. And then half the time people don't even do it right. if it's a good right. review. So, and with the maid service especially, I know a lot of people tend to jump around. They're like, oh, yeah, I use this one lady. Do you have anybody you recommend? How mm-hmm. do you get customers, but more importantly, keep them? Well, uh, let's talk about the getting first, because yeah. that gets back to the, you know, kind of an education of who our customer is and, and what customers are looking for. You talked about customers wanting that one individual. 
Mm-hmm. And and I understand that. These are people that are looking for maybe a more personalized service. The you know, they want them they, they almost become family to mm-hmm. them, right? And, you know, they do special services. They may wash the dog someday. They may do laundry. They may do the dishes. You know, whereas we are much more structured. We're a company. This is what we do, and we do it well, and, you know, and this is the way we do it every time. And so the, you know, customers out there, they're going, what do I want? Do I want somebody that comes in the same person every time, and they kind of like family, or do I want to go with a company who we also try to send the same person in? But what if that person's sick? What if that person's on vacation? We have a backup there that's just as equally trained, who knows our system just like their person, so they never skip out mm-hmm. on that service. Mm-hmm. And some customers, they are wanting to um, not want to take on the insurance liability, right? You know, because if somebody's working in your home, and they have no insurance, which a lot of the single cleaners, they don't. Let's just be honest. Uh, that that customer, that uh, family is taking on all of that risk at that point, both in terms of insurance for breakage and mm-hmm. bonding for personal injury. Yeah. Or theft. Right? Or theft. theft. I mean, exactly. That, that could be and a, so the, that's something. I'm a former cop. That's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's something that we take off the table for them. Um, you know, so that's probably not the best analogy to say when I talk about theft. <laughs> you know we what? And, 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 I think more on the legal, like if they fall and break a leg or something, and then they come yeah. at you, that could be a huge liability. And yeah. homeowners insurance is going to fight you tooth and nail on that one. Oh, well, and that's you. the you know that's the call you never want to hear is hey, I think your employee stole something from mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. and it's and it's happened. It's happened maybe four or five times. Um, and we immediately say, okay, we're going to talk to the individual, call the police right now. And we always want to get the police involved very early on. Thankfully, every time it has been, oh, it's here. I misplaced. Oh, goodness. Okay. So, but thanks for the stress. But my God, I mean, your heart is like, you know, because number one, oh my gosh, you know, we've done this to this customer and we've hired this person who you can't trust. And in our business, as in most, but we're very personal. We go inside their homes. We clean their most, you know, precious, you know. Intimate spaces, yeah. Things, right? And so trust is so important, which also goes back to those reviews, Mm -hmm. right? That social proof of, hey, I can trust these people. Yep. I love that. All right. So uh, we're out of time on that. Um, Yeah, I know it went by fast, right? Wow. So if folks want to get in touch with you, Morse, how do they do that? Uh, they can call us. Uh, we are open 8 to 5, Monday through Friday. They can call us at 210-988-0288, or they can get a hold of us by email at info at maidsonamissionus.com. And they can always go to our uh, website, maidsonamissionus.com, and fill out some information there, and we'll get, get back in touch with you. Awesome. Thanks, Morris. We appreciate it. All right, as we wrap up the show, a quick reminder to check out our latest podcast or catch video version of the show anytime by visiting our website at satalkradio.com. It's going to be it for us for this week. You guys have a great one. We'll see you next time. Thank you again. Bye. 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 Bye.